Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another Wednesday edition of the critically acclaimed Hooked on Sports podcast. Thank you for joining me this week as we have lots of business to take care of today. I'm going to go over all the good, the bad, and the ugly from the Final Four over the weekend. I, of course, will officially lock in my 2022 Major League Baseball predictions for the season and all the Dark Horse teams that may come about the season. So we're going to predict the awards, we're going to predict the playoff teams, and of course the the World Series pick at the end of that segment. And We'll also tackle a huge shakeup in the 2022 NFL Draft with a blockbuster trade that went down earlier this week. Tiger Woods is playing in the Masters starting tomorrow down in Augusta, Georgia. So that's going to be must-see TV. And the draft is three weeks away. And that, of course, means the third annual Hooked on Sports Mock NFL Draft for the first round will take place in three weeks. But that doesn't mean you have to miss it. So you can follow this podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at Hooked underscore on Sports. So you are notified of important information that trickles in there. You may also follow my personal accounts as well. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnFlynn97. And on Instagram at jflizzy. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasting streaming services. So that means fingerprints and clues are anywhere you go on this podcast. So without any further ado, let us get started and discuss what happened this weekend at the Final Four down in New Orleans. Now, I want to make sure that we cover all three games that went down to the Final Four over the weekend in New Orleans. And first, we got to start with the North Carolina and Kansas National Championship game on Monday night. And that that was a dandy of a ball game, uh, ball game down uh, in, in the Big Easy on Monday night that that Kansas overcame a 16-point deficit in the national championship game uh, to to win their fourth national championship in program history. They defeated North Carolina 72-69. to and, th- there was th- <coughs> and there were so many things so that, 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 um, went, uh, that need to be discussed throughout the course of that game. First of all, the way Kansas came out um, in the last 10 minutes of the first half against North Carolina, that, that, that there, there was uh, some bru- a brutal sequence uh, of, of events with, with missed sh- miss shots, no- North Carolina dra- uh, draining uh, shots from inside, Armando Baycott dominating inside, uh, so Kansas having no match for them. And 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 give North Carolina credit for how, for how they came out in the in the first half. They came out aggressive. They they and they wanted to set a tone for the halftime. But but then halftime happened, and Bill Self uh, made made some significant changes uh, to uh, to the way the the, the game was played um, in the in the second half uh, of of that game. First of all, the the, the biggest difference I saw with with Kansas coming out of the half was 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 Bill Self's uh, a bit um decision to switch over to his zone defense because the 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 zone, the zone defense uh, in, encourages um the opposing team to, to take three point shots uh with 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 the way it it's set up and 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 how that the perimeter is guarded so and so North Carolina I think I, I had had the impression that that they that they need to take three point shots uh, to 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 win the game, but so but that 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 was clearly not not the case what whatsoever. And then that then Kansas uh, start started ch- ch- uh, chipping at the lead and chipping away, and and and, and utilizing everybody to their disposal for um so for for the comeback and. Christian Braun was outstanding. David McCormick, uh, uh, Agbaji was excellent as well in the in the second half. Uh, 
Owe Agbaji was named the most outstanding player uh, um, at the Final Four on on Monday night after after they win the championship. So that 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 was uh, something to behold from from that perspective. Um, but 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 North Carolina, there there were a lot of things that that. Um, was uh, uh, that that ne- needed to be addressed there, and, and that needs to be discussed. First of all, the, the Yangin coach by Hubert Davis was atrocious in the second half. The the, uh, the his decision to keep Caleb Love in after yeah after he he tweaked his lower leg that 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 was indefensible. So it, it Kansas basically played five on four f- uh, uh, basketball for f- for for basically two minutes straight. Coming, uh, coming uh, come uh, after he went down with, with that injury, and he he should have been taken out for for that period of time because because he knew that we, that that was going to be needed uh, d- down the stretch, and and, sh- and sure, Caleb Love um, uh, d- d- didn't have the uh, d- didn't have the game to uh, to uh, give North Carolina the championship. I mean, especially given that he went five of twenty four. From the field and shot just one of eight from three point range, and and, and that that just isn't going to get it done. And 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 look, there, there were there were three players that that registered double doubles for North Carolina. When you look at Manic, when you look at R.J. Davis, Baycott, they all had at least twelve points and at least twelve rebounds. So, but but Caleb Love, uh, uh, his bad shooting was the reason. Uh, what what was the reason North Carolina did not win that game? And then and then how about at at the end? So where uh, with forty seconds left, Baycott uh, twe- uh, tweaks his uh the tweaks the same ankle he uh he so he tweaked a couple of days before in in the in the um in the Duke game, and then and then uh, he he goes out, and then David McCormick with thirty seconds left get, gets an easy shot off off. Uh, off manic uh, to give Kansas a 72 to 69 lead. So, so then after U- UNC missed a couple of three pointers, uh, Kansas gets the ball back. The said that um and and that, then the and the play was was taken out of bounds. And North Carolina got the ball back and said and 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 Caleb Love uh, tri- tried what one last desperation three pointer from deep that didn't go down. Kansas wins. Seventy-two to sixty-nine. So, Bill Bill Self. So, a, a, after so many years of, of disappointment in March, that so that he get he registers his second championship, the first coach in 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 Kansas Jayhawks history to win multiple championships for 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 men's basketball. He he of course won uh, with Mario Chalmers as his star in two thousand eight. And, and and then that that's where everything went down uh, from there. But you, you you really need to start thinking about Bill Self as as being one of the greatest coaches of all time, and he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of coaches in the history of of college basketball when it's all said and done. Now says now are 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 there things you you might might want to want to look at with um, Coach K or John Wooden or. Or Dean Smith, yeah, he's not at that level yet. But I, I, I think if he can, if he wins a couple more, uh, wins another championship or two, that so that you, you really need to think think about uh, about about his place with with the greats of uh, of basketball coaching in in NCAA men's basketball history. So, so that that is a phenomenal job by. But by the Jayhawks and, and and Bill Self to 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 understand what went wrong in the first half of that game and then and and then um you you then overcoming it and and look this was something that can Kansas dealt with before so be, being down big uh, big early in the game in the in the in the NCAA's that they were down thirty five to twenty nine against Miami at halftime in the Elite Eight and then Kansas. Uh, outscored Miami 47 to 15 the rest of the way to to to, uh, to punch their ticket to the Final Four um, la- last week. So, so but 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 Kansas had, had overcome a, a lot of adversity. Uh, in 2020, they were supposed to have been the number one overall seed 
in the NCAA tournament, but of course that tournament was canceled because of the uh, because of the on, on, onset of the COVID nineteen pandemic. So I I I think with with all, with all that being being concerned here, I think so you 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 have um it's like Kansas so finally getting a, another championship for for Bill Self and and how about the fans of Kansas? I I, I saw we saw the. The images at the Allen Fieldhouse on on Monday night with the with the celebration. So so that that was certainly as uh, uh, certainly um, much anticipated from a Kansas perspective. So it it, it is remarkable as a, the, the the track record of Bill Self in the in the in the NCAA tournament. And 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 think and think about this from a Bill Self perspective. Every single year he uh, he he's been at Kansas that they've been to the NCAA tournament. Think about that. Every single year, so that they, they they went to uh to to the NCAA tournament. So going back to when he was first hired back in, so back back in two thousand three. So that 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 is just remarkable, remarkable stuff from from our guy Bill Self. And 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 speaking of Bill Self, the, how how about more to to his resume that he he he's never lost more than ten games in a season, um uh, with with the Jayhawks in his nineteen seasons there he is, um that he's he never had anything lower than a four seed, um uh, in the NCAA tournament as so that 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 is quite remarkable of uh, from from that perspective and. That and um, and and, and get, give, given all all of those things that that and you think of what what Kansas was for, uh, for the time under Roy Williams that so that all but two years of Roy Williams' uh, career at, at Kansas uh, they were a, a a top sixteen seed overall seed in the NCAA tournament. So 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 this, so this was an annual annual tradition over over at Kansas. So. It is amazing what what they were able to do uh, throughout throughout the course of a of a basketball um, a, a basketball thing and it and one one of the great programs which which goes all the way back to uh, to Fog Allen in the uh, in the in the national championships in in, in the in 1952 and and why the Allen Fieldhouse is named after him and. And, and all and all those th- thing things going on with Fog Allen coaching the team back from ni- in 1920 going all the way back to the 50s, so, so, th- so that 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 is certainly another another chapter in in the st- in the story uh, legacy of the uh, program at Kansas. And look, B- Bill Bill Self uh, ha- had an amazing track record before uh, Kansas uh, uh, g- gave uh, gave him the. Uh, gave gave him the power at Kansas with uh, t- t- taking uh, Illinois to the NCAA's three straight years, taking Tulsa to the playoffs each of the last two years before say he, he went over to Illinois. So 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 Bill Self has been in the NCAA tournament uh, in 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 each of the last twenty three tournaments uh, with with three different programs. So uh, so Bill Bill Self uh, being uh, being um. Where, where where he is right now, that is uh, r- remarkable when you think about Kansas and and their and their legacy. And then you also factor in how they did against Villanova in the Final Four, uh, a game where they where they just dominated Villanova and they they never really let up. Uh, f- from there, congratulations to Villanova for making it to another Final Four with Jay Wright. That uh, Jay Wright was gonna is gonna have a claim as. As the best actor coach, uh, with, with um, so with 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 Coach K now retired, that so and look, Vill- Villanova was clearly compromised, uh, because Justin Moore's uh, uh unavailability what was was going was going to cream Villanova, uh, at at the end, Vill- uh, he uh, the Justin Moore tore Achilles in the in in the Elite Eight game. Against Houston a couple of weekends ago, and and he was never able to uh, recover from there. But um, my, my but my personal the uh, uh, pulsate my personal favorite pulsating game from from 
from this weekend was the Duke North Carolina game. First time the two programs have ever met in the NCAA tournament. First time, um, uh, uh, first time they they ever met in in the Big Dance. And and, and what what better way to to, uh, to meet for the first time uh, like that than in the Final Four? And it, it it was a, it was a remarkable sight to behold. It, it was a must-watch television event. Heck, so the 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 Duke Carolina game and the Kansas North Carolina game had both uh, had really strong ratings compared to the Oscars. Um, but so, but with with, with all that being said, though, um, it's uh, North North Carolina and Duke put on a show for the ages. Uh, in, in that game, Caleb Love twenty-eight points. Uh, for for North Carolina, which which got them to to the national championship game, so so uh, as so uh, it it was incredible all the, all the way around. But some but Co- Coach K, my view is the greatest ever, uh, and Hubert Davis. Uh, and look, there, there's nothing positive you can sell about uh, about North Carolina f- from the national championship game, but. What they will have is is how is the way they they tormented Duke fans forever with going going back to the the, the game uh, on March fifth uh, the Coach K's last ever game at the Cameron Indoor Arena and then exactly four weeks later ending his collegiate career with with a stunning victory in, in the in the in the Final Four and look. I, I I thought uh, this this uh, Duke was clearly uh, going to go to the national championship game because because you think of the the history when you think of the of the storylines and that and and the coaching and the experience advantage that Coach K had over Hubert Davis, but so but I I thought North Carolina uh, did a much better job than than Duke uh, on in in some key in some key areas but uh, in in the game on 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 Saturday night and and I and I thought their their um their critical uh, critical defense uh came out big when it mattered the most they they limited Duke to just. Five of twenty-two shooting from three-point range. That uh, among among their 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 big big three in uh, in Paolo Banchero, Jeremy Roach, and Wendell Moore. That uh, they they only limit uh, they limited them to just three three-pointers made between those three, and 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 also uh, Duke shot sixty percent from the free throw line. That that's not going to get it done against a, a, a talented team like North Carolina, and and. and 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 Jeremy Roach though they, what was held in check by by North Carolina and and they did a great job on on him so and and, and then they and Duke needed some help from the bench just to keep them in in, in that game so but it it, it but I I think Duke is going to have to go back to the drawing board and and John Shire is going to be the new head coach for Duke uh, come the fall and it's certainly going to have a much a much more different feeling of uh, around 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 campus when the fall comes around and Coach K isn't coaching Duke for the first time since 1980. So I I I think North North Carolina will always have have um th- th- those two legs up on on the Duke rivalry. But look, North North Carolina, similar to Kansas, has had a has had an amazing track record and culture. No matter uh, no matter who the head coach was, that you go back to the D- Dean Smith and and him winning winning the championship with Michael Jordan in 1982, and then in '93 with 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 uh, Kenny the Jet Smith, and 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 then Roy Williams takes over uh, after uh, uh, leaving Kansas for North Carolina. He wins three championships. Uh, for, for UNC in 2005, 09, and 17, and, and North Carolina has another title uh, from the 50s when they actually did beat Kansas in, in the final in 1957. So, so I, that that is something North Carolina will also have, and uh, and in uh, the Roy Williams Invitational. That but it was the Roy Williams Invitational uh, in my mind uh, in in the in the national championship game, given that Roy Williams was the was Bill Bill Self's uh, uh, predecessor at Kansas, and Hubert Davis is uh, is um, Roy Williams' successor um, over at um, 
North Carolina. So it, it was a fantastic tournament. It was it, it was a fun tournament. It was an intense tournament. But and and it's going to a lot to see how the landscape of college, of college basketball and the balance of power will change. And it's going to change dramatically because. So because of the uh, 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 because of the transfer portal and and three of the stars from St. Peter's now that Shaheen Holloway is no longer the coach there will as uh, will leave and, and and go into the transfer portal so it's it's going to be harder for teams to to, uh, to sustain regular season success and 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 it's going to be harder for teams to have elongated success in the NCAA's. Alrighty, so now we are going to officially lock in my 2022 Major League Baseball predictions, and we we have we have a lot of different things to to cover over over the course of of this. I'll give you um of my official win win loss predictions for each of the 30 teams. I'll of course give you the 12 teams I have making the playoffs. I'll give you some awards predictions. Along the way, and then, and th- then I'll give you uh, uh, some ideas on who I think is going to re- rep- represent uh, uh, each each league in the World Series, and and give you some storylines go- going in- into this. So, I want to start with the American League East, and I-, I I think the Toronto Blue Jays are primed for a monster season because if if you look at uh, uh look at the uh, the structure of how the Blue Jays roster. It, it is set up, and you 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 have some studs all across uh, uh that that lineup and, and across uh, the, the pitching. When you look at Vlad Guerrero Jr., who was number two in the American League MVP voting last year, yeah, you you have some studs in there as well with Bo Bichette, George Springer. That they they went out and acquired Matt Chapman from the Oakland A's as part of the A's fire sale over the last couple of weeks. So, so I think the Blue Jays have an outstanding lineup when you look at the combination uh, of the, of defense and offense and, and and what they bring to the table. So I I, I think and also Kevin Biggio um, they they still have as well and Teoscar Hernandez uh, has has a lot of power. So I I think the Toronto Blue Jays are primed for a huge and a special season. And I'm giving the Toronto Blue Jays a 100-win season for 2022. I I have the Tampa Bay Rays uh, making the playoffs. I have them going 92 at, at 92 and 70, uh, and and they're they're projected to be my the first wild card in in the American League. So. That, but I, I don't understand though why uh, the Rays traded Austin Meadows uh, to the Tigers, and I think that'll certainly benefit the Tigers because it, it's an, another uh, neat, needed bat in the lineup, and certainly that uh, we'll get to the Tigers in in a bit. But the the the, the Rays have Rays are, are are deep in terms of their pitching and in terms of the farm system that they're going to. Uh, I I know for a fact that the Rays are going to call up. Their 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 top prospect, uh, in in Josh Lowe, um, their their top hitting prospect to be part of the team, and and he he's certainly gonna gonna bring uh some juice in, into the lineup in terms of of him stealing bases and 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 having some occasional power. So I I think I think that'll certainly benefit. Um, the, the Rays uh, in in a lot of, lot of different areas, even though that the Rays have been have been trying to uh, uh to come up with a, a solution under a shoestring budget, and and that's where I credit the Rays for a lot of that success. I have the Yankees making the playoffs. Uh, and I have them going eighty eight and seventy four. I think the Yankees. So, but they they still have uh, uh, their their big guns as usual in terms of Judge and Stanton and and Garrett Cole anchoring the rotation and then Chapman in the bullpen. But I think bringing back Anthony Rizzo is huge and 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 bringing in Josh Donaldson is huge as, as well to to put to put some more funk into that lineup. And and DJ the Mayhew uh, is is, is turn going to turn out to be a super utility player for. 
uh, for, for the Yankees in 2022. So uh, it's it's going to be a, a fascinating story as to how Aaron Boone will manage uh, DJ LeMahieu in that lineup. So. I, I I think all all those in mind are 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 capable of being, uh, being being good to that lineup. Now I don't have the Red Sox making the playoffs. I uh, I have them winning eighty four games. I know I and this and this even though that they, they they added Trevor Story during the off season a couple of weeks ago. So, but I, I, I don't think uh, the, the, the injuries to the pitching are, are, are going to be enough or uh, will be too much for the Red Sox to overcome. Uh, it, and, and I do think it, it, what I do think it is a strong lineup. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, especially with the uh, it, with Trevor Story being in that lineup. But I think all things being considered here, I think. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, you have to uh, leave the Red Sox out, and what I think is a competitive American League East, and then of course Baltimore, fifty-eight uh, of I have them, I have the Red Sox going eighty-four and seventy-eight, the Orioles going fifty-eight and one hundred four. So in the American League Central, I think the Chicago White Sox are the team to beat. Um, in the Central, I have them going ninety-five and sixty-seven. And, and and the White Sox are 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 going going to be a really strong team, as well. And and the the news with the White Sox is that they 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 brought in AJ Pollock, uh, to, to be an outfielder, and then they dealt Craig Kimball to the Dodgers. I think that's a a good deal for the Dodgers, but it's also an important deal for the important deal for the White Sox because they they add another bat while ensuring. Uh, while still they still have some excellent depth uh, in, in that bullpen. No, they 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 did they did announce uh, that Garrett Crochet has a torn UCL, so he might not be able to pay. He'll probably not be able to pitch this year. But so, but but Liam, Liam Hendricks is one of the best. Is maybe may number two um, in, in in my in my relief pitcher power rankings um, um, in 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 terms of. Um, in, in terms of how how good he is, so I, I and I love that. I remember I love that signing uh, at last off season. I think it'll continue on uh, th- this season with uh, with um, Liam Hendricks. Uh, in second place, I have the Detroit Tigers, and and I have the Tigers going eighty three and seventy nine. And I I think the Tigers are going to be a team that that's going to surprise a lot of people this season. And and slowly but surely, the Tigers uh, took uh, took some much needed steps uh, with with AJ Hinch last year with 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 a less than talented roster, but. But they bring in Javi Baez. They trade for Austin Meadows. So they they add they add a a, a couple of new pieces um, to, to the solution as well. And and when when you think when you think think of those things, and Water Rodriguez is is in the AL Central. Maybe so him him going away from the AL East will will, will certainly um, in, increase his value and, and his appeal there. So, so I have the Tigers going 83 and and 79, finishing in second the second place in, in the division. I have the Minnesota Twins after the Correa deal, uh, finishing third place at 79 and 83. I have the Kansas City Royals going 75 and 87, and, and the Royals announced today that uh, uh, announced yesterday that Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be. On the Royals' opening day roster, and and honestly, I I, I can't get enough. Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be a megastar in in the major leagues, and 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 he he has a lot of of elements that 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 appeal to me, and 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 he he's another one uh, will be another one of the. Uh, of of the fast runners for Kansas City and and they they have, Kansas City has a bunch of them with Whit Merrifield, Alberto Mondesi, Michael Taylor, an, uh, another one with with Bobby Witt Jr. and he he's going to make his major league debut um the, 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 later this week so I, I I think the 
uh, I think the um, Royals are, are, are going to gonna be a bit better off because of that. But I still don't think it's going to be enough to um, uh, to o overcome the uh, the White Sox in in the American League Central. And and, and then fi then finally, I have the Cleveland Guardians at seventy two and ninety. Now, the good news for the Guardians is that it was reported this morning that. That Jose Ramirez uh, and and the Guardians agreed to a five-year, one hundred twenty-four million dollar contract extension, which is certainly much needed. I know there were there were rumors going around that that maybe uh, the Guardians trade Jose Ramirez to the San Diego Padres, but that was never going to be an option from from a Cleveland perspective. So so credit credit the Guardians for for for, for keeping that their, their prized. The third baseman, who is one of the one of the best players in all the baseball, and in, in in Jose Ramirez, so 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 that's where I have the American League Central. In in terms of the AL West, I have the Houston Astros winning the the division at ninety and seventy two, and I, I I think the Astros are, are 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 still a strong team. I know they don't have Correa, they don't have Granke anymore, but but they they still have Altuve, they still have Brantley, they still have Alvarez. And also Justin Verlander coming back, I think that that's that's a huge addition to uh, to uh, to um, uh, as well when you look at it from a White Sox per uh, from a from an Astros perspective. So, so I I certainly uh, have that expectation still up for the Houston Astros. C coming in second place in the AL West, I have the Seattle Mariners. The, I have the Mariners making the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. With a record of 87 and 75, I I think the the Mariners have the is that have a much much better lineup than they did last year when you factor in the the the, the trade of, of um uh, 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 that sent Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez over from Cincinnati to uh, to, to um, Seattle. They also acquired Adam Frazier in a trade. With San Diego before the lockout began, that they they added Robbie Ray to, uh, as a free agent, and and Sergio Romo uh, to 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 shore up the the bat, uh, the front end of the bullpen. So 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 the Mariners have made made some a huge acquisitions that I think will will help them along the way. And also they announced. Uh, that Julio Rodriguez made, made the opening day roster, and uh, he he's going to be an excellent player in, in Major League Baseball. So him and Kellenic patrolling the outfield, and M M M Mitch Haniger, um, uh, 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 no no longer in arbitration limbo. That that's huge. So 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 I think uh, the the Mariners are in a great position to end, end the longest current playoff drought in North American sports when they. Uh, when I project them to make make the playoffs in twenty twenty two, so so rounding out the American League West, I have the Angels at eighty three and seventy nine. Again, I still have questions about so about the um the 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 depth of their pitching staff. I know they add. The, I do like the uh some of the things the Angels did did do um uh uh this this off season when it comes to addressing their pitching, but. So, but is the rotation good enough outside of Shohei Otani? Is Noah Syndergaard going to bounce back and 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 refine his his pre Tommy John surgery from from twenty twenty? So, so that remains to be seen. I do like the the additions though of Ryan Tapera, Aaron Loop, Archie Bradley, Rysel Iglesias in that bullpen. So, I do think the Angels are are, are stronger. So, uh, but but they they don't have much depth beyond behind that uh, in in that bullpen. So, uh, it, it's definitely going to be a wait and see approach for, for, from the Angels. But, uh, but but and then I have the Texas Rangers. Even though they have made made a lot of big signings with the Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, I am going seventy five and eighty seven. And then in last place, I have the Oakland A's, who are who, who traded Sean Mania to the Padres earlier this week, and uh, are and are are just are just brutal. I I have them finishing with a record of fifty-seven and one oh five. So that's so that that's where the American League show shakes up. So I have the Blue Jays, the White Sox, and the Astros winning the divisions. 
with the Rays and the Yankees and the Mariners ma- making the playoffs as wild cards. So, so, th- so that's where we are from from an American League uh, perspective. Now, now, how about the National League? I, I have. Uh, I had uh, some ma- major changes that I needed to make before I started recording this, so I'm going to start uh, r- rattling uh, my, my predictions off of, of, from that, that perspective. So I now have the Atlanta Braves winning the, winning the National League East with a record of 92 and 70. I have, and again, the, the, the Braves, I think, are, are, are going to be really strong. Uh, once again this year, and I think the 28-man roster will certainly benefit the Braves because they can, they can add a couple of extra arms uh, to, to the back end of that bullpen, which which I think is one of the best in all of baseball. So and and then the lineup, where you, you you factor in the trade for, for Matt Olson, who who brings in another dynamic. When when you look at the defense. Uh, the, the rotation is excellent. Uh, is 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 I think it's going to be good. The bullpen is excellent. So they added Kenley Jansen to be the closer. Colin McHugh and Darren O'Day are also no, no, notable uh, free free agent acquisitions that that they're going to help uh, that will help the team along the way. And 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 then Will Smith, Tyler Matzik, Luke Jackson when Jackson comes back from injury, so he he'll he'll only strengthen the bullpen even further. So, so I, so I think the the Braves are in a great spot in, in terms in terms of the pitching. Remember, so uh, I, I, you can argue that pitching uh, has been what what what's made the Braves so dangerous because they they have so much depth and 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 they 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 have so much trust in so many different relievers. So that I think that's where I think the Braves, uh, found found the confidence they needed to uh, to go ahead and and win a championship last season. So. So I have the Braves winning the 92 and 70. I have the Mets making the playoffs with the record of 89 and 73 as the first wild card, and and th- th- this comes a- after the news that Jacob Degrom has a stress fracture in, in his shoulder, and he he's going to be out until the, uh, the the until uh, June 1st, the absolute earliest. So, but I do think the the Mets uh, uh were challenged by being such an offensively challenged team last year, and. And the and the Mets uh, addressed that in such such a big way by bringing in Starling Marte to uh, to, play, to play the outfield and bringing in Eduardo Escobar to drive in a lot of runs and and then bringing in Mark Canna to be uh, to be a. Uh, to, to be another power threat in in that outfield. Of course, you still have P- Pete Alonso and, and and then the Mets go out and get Scherzer and then. Bassett in a trade with Oakland, and I I think the uh, I don't think the Mets should be panicking uh, that that much because the, the Mets do have uh, th- three excellent arms in that rotation. Now I like Carras- Carlos Carrasco more than others. I do think Carrasco is primed for a bounce back season. Carrasco never really had a season last year because so as because a, a torn hamstring I messed up the first four months of the season and he never really got going. So, so I think he he he's a prime candidate for a bounce back, so and then uh, then then the bull, bullpen. I I don't I'm a little more concerned about the bullpen because that because they let did let Aaron Loop go in, in free agency, so to, to go to go to the Angels. So so I so I think that that's where I I I think the Mets might have gotten wrong there, but I I do I do think the uh the Mets are have a playoff caliber roster and. And a team that's capable of winning 89 to 90 games. I have the Philadelphia Phillies at 87 and 75, and and, and the Phillies have a lot of studs in, in that line. And when you when you think of uh, when you think of they already have Harper, Real Muto, and then that then they throw in Nick Castellanos, and they throw in um uh, and and the. And they throw in Kyle Schwarber to, uh, to hit a lot of home runs, and and I, and I think it's, it's it's a match made in heaven for Philadelphia. So so, so I think uh, the the Phillies uh, are are in a, in a position to make make the playoffs, and, I, and that's and the, and I have the Phillies making the playoffs in, in in the National League from the National League East. So then, uh, elsewhere, I have the Marlins winning seventy seven games, and look. It's not going to be easy facing the Marlins this year, especially if you are an NL East team that that's used to seeing the Marlins as the worst or the second worst team 
in the division for so many years because because you think you think of their pitching and 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 the and the amount of arms that they could throw out and 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 give the Marlins, which will be an offensively challenged team this season. Make no mistake about that. They will be an offensively challenged team, but so the, the, the pitching is going to be the reason why they're going to be in so many different games and why the why the Marlins believe, I think, uh, they'll be better off than they were last year. And then in, in last place, I have the Washington Nationals with uh, with the record of 71 to 91. I I, I think that the, I think the the Nationals are going to have a, a lot of issues with their pitching that, that this season. And and it's ni- nice that they added Nelson Cruz uh, to be a, a designated hitter with the new rules of the National League. I I, I think the, um uh, I think the the pitching though is, is going to be a problem. Um, all all season long, and 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 there really really isn't much 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 you can you can write home about when you look at the pitching. I mean, is Kyle Finnegan really really going to be the closer for for the Nationals? I mean, if Kyle Finnegan is the answer, I'd love to know the question. Uh, for, for being for being your top relief pitcher, I I would argue Steve Ciszek or Tyler Clipper take on closer roles, uh, cl- closer duties more than Kyle Finnegan, but. Some, but but the but the Nats had to pay a price for winning the World Series in 2019, and and I think that that price was letting Anthony Rendon go, and 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 signing a big contract with the Angels while watching Steven Strasburg, uh, as uh, as about to undergo another injury riddled season in year three of his uh seven year contract with the Washington Nationals. So so I have, I have the Nationals finishing in last place with. 71 wins. Now, how about the National League Central? I I have the Brewers going 94 and 68. Of course, uh, you 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 have known my takes about the Brewers the last uh, couple of seasons. I'm obsessed with 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 the depth and power uh, of their pitching. When you look at Corbin Burns, the the, the defending National League, the the defending National League Cy Young Award winner, um, is, you, look, you look at Brandon Woodruff. You look at uh, F- Freddie Peralta. You look at the bullpen with Devin Williams and Josh Shader ar- rounding out the back end of that bullpen, which is the best one-two punch in all of ba- uh, uh, from the bullpen in all of baseball. So, so I think the the Brewers will win 94 games and 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 go win another National League Central division title. So I, I have the Brewers winning the division. I have the Cardinals and. Uh, I, with a record of 85 and 77, I do not have them making the playoffs. I I, I think the pitching uh, the pitching injuries are going to be a concern for St. Louis this year. Now I I, I do I, uh, do do wonder though, uh, in Oliver Marmel's first year as the manager there, uh, it, 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 it does does he have uh what what it takes to be an in-game manager? So we'll we'll have to, we'll have to see about that. But I I, I just think I uh, even though the uh, I. Appreciate this being a farewell tour for Albert Pujols and Yanni Molina and Adam Wainwright. I I, st- I don't think the Cardinals' power pitching staff st- stacks up as well uh, with, with with the with the rest of the uh, with the other contenders um, in in the National League. That I I would take San Diego's pitching over St. Louis. I would take Philly's pitching over St. Louis, which is crazy for me to say, given how given how much I think uh, I I I believe in the Phillies. Uh, uh, being be, be an issue when it when it comes it comes to their depth and the Braves, the Mets without the Grom, I, I would still take them, and then of course the Dodgers and the Brewers. So I I I have the Cardinals going 85 and 77, and missing the playoffs. Um, uh, if from the from the National League. So so we 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 have that. I I have the Chicago Cubs finishing in third place with a record of 75 and. Eighty-seven. I have Cincinnati with with all with all the dealing that they've done. I have them going seventy and ninety-two, and then the Pittsburgh Pirates are, are just going to be atrocious again this season. I have them going fifty-five and one hundred seven, uh, and uh, that's good to be the, the for the worst record in baseball this season. I mean, the Pirates are, are have been offensive to the senses for 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 a few years now. Now, how about the, the the National League West? I have the Dodgers. Uh, adding Freddie Freeman, I think, is, is the cherry on top of a championship caliber roster. I have them going 104 and 58. 
uh, the, the, the season, and 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 of course all the studs in the in the in the Los Angeles lineup. Uh, when 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 you look at uh, Freddie Freeman and and Trey Turner and and Justin Turner and Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, I I the 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 Dodgers have so so many studs in that rotation. Uh, as as well when when you when you think of Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, um, uh, um among among others, and then the bullpen it, 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 it just yields tremendous depth, uh, all, all the way around. So, I, I as so the Dodgers, I have them going 104 and 58. I I have the San Diego Padres making the playoffs. I I have them going 88 and 74. So, so and I and I think a couple of reasons why I have that. Number one is uh, is Bob Melvin being the new manager of the Padres. I think he is a uh, he, or, or he he is a uh, huge upgrade over what they had with Jace Tingler last year. I I think he's he's going to be much much more savvy in game. And you also need to factor in that Mike Clevenger is coming back from injury. He did not pitch last year, but he'll be back. Um, a, a healthy in that rotation, so I think ha- ha- having him alongside Snell, Darvish, and Musgrove, I think is going to be tremendous, and, and I think the pitching is is going to guide San Diego to the playoffs for, for the first time and um, uh, for uh, for the for the second time in three years. So I think that, that that's where I have the Padres. Now it was not an easy call uh, for, for for that last wild card spot. It was between the Phillies, the Padres, and the Giants for. Uh, the, the last two wild cards. I have the Giants going 87 and 75, um, but I have the Giants missing out uh, on, on the playoffs. But but look, I I, I, I think that the, the the Giants vastly overachieved last season, but that they, they still have a lot of solid ball players on that roster. When 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 you look at the lineup, when you look at the uh, how, how the front office was able to, sh- to shape that roster together. I, 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 I think I think that there are a, a lot of, of, of players, particularly uh, in, in their pitching staff, that that will enable the Giants to stay in games. And when you have uh, uh, clutch hitters like Brandon Bell and Mike Yastrzemski and Wilmer Flores in that lineup, I think that that will enable the, the, the Giants to pick up some wins. So, so, so I think that's where I, I think the Giants will stay a contender. Now I have Arizona going seventy and ninety-two, and then the Rockies rounding out uh, the NL West with a sixty-eight and ninety-four record. So I, I, I'm going to give you my, my awards predictions for so for, for the two, the two leagues, and then I'll give you. Who I think will win the uh, the World Series? So, so look the 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 rookies of the year uh, races are going to be so tight, uh, and, and it's going to be so competitive that this is probably the best club the best class of rookies that baseball has had in so many years. But I I I went back and forth between three players, and, and with with respect to Julio Rodriguez and Spencer Torkelson, who by the way is the Opening day first baseman for the Tigers. I'm gonna go with Bobby Witt Jr. as the American League Rookie of the Year. I'm gonna pick Hunter Green, the starting pitcher of the Cincinnati Reds, to be the National League Rookie of the Year. I have Lucas Giolito of the White Sox winning the American League Cy Young Award. Max Scherzer bringing home the honor in the National League with the Mets. I have H.J. Hinch being the manager of the year for the Tigers in the American League. And then I have Mets skipper Buck Showalter being the National League manager of the year. Um, in terms of the MVPs, I have Vlad Guerrero Jr. for the Blue Jays and then Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. And then in the in the NLCS, I have the Dodgers over the Brewers. I have the Blue Jays over over the White Sox in the American League Championship Series. And give me the Dodgers over the Blue Jays in the 2022 World Series. Alright, I promised that I would discuss a major NFL trade that went down over, over the course of the past week. And it happened between the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. So... The Eagles, previously having three first-round draft picks, that they trade the 16th 
and the 19th overall picks to, to the New Orleans Saints in exchange for a package that includes the 18th overall pick in, in the draft. And you also have... Um, you, you, you also have the third, a third round pick, a seventh round pick the, the, this year, a 2023 first round pick, and a 2024 second round pick. So, let, 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 let's break down this trade for, for both angles. Number one, I'm going to start with the Eagles. So, I, I, th I think it's clear that Jalen Hurts is on the clock for 2022 because... Because if you look at next year's quarterback draft class, and I know it includes C.J. Stroud, it includes Bryce Young uh, from Ohio State and Alabama, respectively. There's going to be a deeper quarterback class for 2023. So th this is certainly a great trade for, uh, from a Philadelphia Eagles perspective, knowing that if Jalen Hurts is in the answer in 2022, you have that extra draft pick, uh, first round pick in 2023 uh, to, to move up in the draft uh, to, to, to take a quarterback. So I love it from a Philadelphia Eagles perspective. Also, the, uh, the Eagles had no business I'm um, having three for uh, using all three of their first round picks on players that they, they, uh, this this time around, especially when it's 15, 16, and 19. When 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 you have a first round talent through, through the first 15 or so picks, and then there's a significant drop off, I believe, uh, around there. So no 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 purpose on that uh, on that accord. So. I, I think that, that that is certainly a great spot for the Eagles. And look, the Eagles still have uh, still have a, a two first round picks with all of this because the Saints gave the Eagles their original first round pick um, at pick number eighteen. So I, I think this this bodes well um, for, for the Eagles both in twenty twenty two and in twenty twenty three and beyond. So that that's from an Eagles perspective. Now. Now th 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 there there are some things that that, that you, you can argue for the Saints because so because look the Saints gave up a lot um to to, to make the straight happen you gave up uh ne next year's uh, uh, you gave up next year's first round pick and, and then a future second round pick but it, but in reality it's it's two first round picks in exchange for two first round picks um. I mean, of, of, for the now, so, so so the Saints now have the 16th and the 19th overall picks for for 2022. So so they they, they can do that as part of a package deal to, to trade up and draft a franchise quarterback because because if you look at the landscape in the division, right? Tampa uh, is uh, is returning it back with Tom Brady. So th so Tampa's out of the, out of the equation for this conversation. But the Falcons need a quarterback. The Panthers need a quarterback. The Saints need a quarterback. And if the, if the Saints decide to trade up uh, and and leapfrog the Falcons or the Panthers, whether it's a whether it's a trade with the Jets or with the Giants, so the 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 um the the, the Saints are in a great position to land their quarterback this uh this year. Uh, get, get given the ammunition they have now. It's probably going to take more than just the 16th and the 19th overall picks in my mind to uh, to, to to land to land a uh, to land um, a, a trade up and uh, probably another uh, another draft pick uh, t tied into this as well. But 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 that that's not the real story here. But I, the real story here is that the, the Saints and Mickey Loomis have positioned themselves um, uh, to uh, to uh, to. Um, to, to draft either Malik Willis or Pay or or, or um, Kenny Pickett in in, uh, via trade up, and if it's one of those two guys who, who goes in the top ten, and you know there's going to be a team that's desperate uh, to trade for a franchise quarterback, so, uh, so they'll be in, in in the top ten. So will will this trigger the Panthers to to, uh, to ask uh, to start asking the Giants about trading up? Will 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 it, will will the Atlanta Falcons and will Terry Fontenot give Joe Shane a call about about trading up from eight to five to uh, to, to draft their franchise quarterback ahead of uh, of the Saints and the Panthers? There are a lot of different things that the the, uh, the Saints can do, but I I think the Saints are better positioned themselves uh, to uh, to strike now. The Eagles have uh, have put themselves in a position to strike both now and later, and I think that that's a a really solid trade for for both teams. Now, the the Saints could obviously go uh, could 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 utilize other pathways to 
going to a success here, right? Right, because the Saints need. I mean, either way, the Saints are going to be fine with with Jameis Winston. But so, but what, what, are they going to add a right tackle, or are they? Uh, they they need, they need someone to replace Terran Armstead on that offensive line. They clearly need a wide receiver to replace Michael Thomas. That I, I th- th- those are the two big areas of need for the New Orleans Saints for 2022. And and they they, they could they could easily ju- just not not do anything more with those picks and. And, and and acquire the requisite pieces to to to, uh, to uh, for the Saints to field a competitive team in 2022. And by the way, uh, if 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 they if they if 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 their picks this year yield immediate results, I think you have to put the Saints uh, in the conversation to make the playoffs in the NFC, right? Because I'm thinking about Philadelphia. You're thinking about Minnesota as, as potential wild cards. You think about. Um, the 49ers, the Cardinals, with Kyler Murray. I think those those are the those are the nine teams that I think that 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 could that could realistically think playoffs uh, in the NFC along with the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, so, and so th- th- those are the that's the type of uh, of stake the NFC is is up for in. Uh, in in terms of the playoffs in in 2022, so 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 that so that's where we are on that, and and then some new some some stuff going around in the NBA. So the so no playoffs this year for the LA Lakers. The Lakers were mathematically eliminated from postseason contention with with the 121-110 loss to the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday night. And and it it, it is a terrible terrible result to the season for for the Los Angeles Lakers, right? It's because because look, I picked the Lakers preseason to win a championship because I, I thought uh, having LeBron AD back for for uh, for a full season and that Westbrook gets the number three. I was dead wrong on that. I I think the Lakers are are. Uh, are, are, have have been su- such a miserable flop all season, so that 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 it's that that definitely feels as though um, Frank Vogel needed to go. But so but but Anthony Davis, uh, did, did, uh, the, uh, the 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 OG Anthony Davis did not show up at all this season because there are several players. Uh, there are eleven players that had that have had double digit games of thirty five or more points. Including LeBron James, Anthony Davis had zero games of 35 or more points uh, th- this season, and, and and that speaks volumes because 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 think of the time LeBron missed and AD played, or the time that that LeBron played and AD missed. So so it it was a whole it was a whole dysfunctional garbage dumpster fire for the LA Lakers and. And, and and if you look at some of the records, they, they it, it's kind of deserved because said so they went 11 and 28 on the road, which was which was third worst mar- the third worst record, uh, uh, of the, of that type in the Western Conference. So only worse than only better than the Portland Trailblazers and and the Houston Rockets. It it, it is an all time flop of a of a season and a and a waste of time. So right because every single a top two uh, contender uh, for the championship preseason uh, since at least '85 has made the playoffs until this year with the Lakers. So, so, so the, it it was an embarrassment for the Lakers, and and the Lakers are offensive to the senses, really. So, 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 so good good luck having a full off season to to. Uh, to think about this, LeBron James, because Le- LeBron James can't be uh, can't be the general manager because he was the one that wanted Russell Westbrook rather than Demar Derozan. So, so, so that 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 is a e- uh, that that is an easy first guess now with with the Lakers. So, so, so now that means we we, we now have the the field pretty much basically set for for the West, and then. And, and then the Eastern Conference is is, is pretty much is, is set with the uh, w- with the Knicks and Wizards eliminated. The Bulls clinched the last uh, ber- uh, automatic berth to the first round of the playoffs on Tuesday when when they uh, when the Cavaliers lost. So so I, I so now we have Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Toronto and Chicago, all, all moving on to the first round, 
and then the Cavaliers and the Nets and the Hawks and the Hornets will will will, will face off in the in the play-in tournament. So, so it's it's going to be a a huge roulette going forward. Now the Heat can officially uh, clinch the number one seed uh, in the Eastern Conference. So with uh, with a if they win one of their final two games, or if Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia each loses once, so I I I think you look at Miami's schedule. They have games, um, so so that they 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 have a game against Atlanta on Friday, and and that I believe that is, and then they play at Orlando on Sunday. So they they should be able to get in, um, either way. As the one seed, which would be huge, because that means that they'll if if Miami goes to the conference finals, they'll they'll host a game one and they'll host a game seven. So, I I, I think that's needed for for the Miami Heat. So yeah, so that so that's fascinating uh, stuff from from there from an from an NBA perspective. But the the Lakers wasted their season. The the maybe perhaps the biggest disappointment of a season in the history of the NBA, and and I can't think of a season where so where the Lakers, uh, where a team that loaded with with star power didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, so, so that's definitely a huge, huge uh, a failure and a significant development for for the Lakers as they're gonna move on from Frank Vogel at the end of the season. So. That'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn saying so long. I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So long, everybody.